0: Yes, people, welcome back to Weekly Surgery. The Albert JTV practice is open at the South East London Red Carpet. But, people, before we get into it, let's hit the intro. There you have it, people. A bit of a lively intro to start a Monday night um, weekly surgery. Episode seven, I believe, because I got the episode wrong last time. Well, I, did, well, I got it right, but I, didn't, I forgot what episode it was. But guys, it, it feels like it's been a while. Um, a week is a long time, isn't it? Jesus. Um, the grey hairs are coming through, people, but you can't see at the moment because I've got a haircut, so it's all good. But um, people, as I say, obliterate the like button and for my... Audio listeners, this will go out on my IGTV and my Anchor and Spotify. So people, I like to cater for the audio and uh, for the visual people as well. But I've got a star-studded panel tonight for Weekly Surgery. Um, for mix up, mix up a, a little bit. But um, you see, you see some recogn- recognisable faces. But let me introduce my first guest. Um, my bestie from Northwest, Lottie how are you thank you for joining your first appearance on weekly surgery
1: yeah no definitely first first appearance weekly surgery I normally end up watching these back and it's nice <laughs> to be here for a change and actually on a live um but yeah no I'm, I'm good I'm good how are you uh,
0: we will get into that Lottie don't worry about <laughs> that we'll get into it there's a bit to talk about but um of and of course my brother from another mother back on the show G Talks Arsenal thank you for gracing us with your presence and welcome to weekly surgery
2: thank you yeah no i'm good you know I had, a, I had a really nice weekend um i obviously those who don't know um september last year i i traveled well not traveled i relocated from london uh where obviously my home was for my whole life mm. i relocated to ramsgate so i lived by the coast but um this weekend i was back in south london brixton in fact where i grew up yes um, i attended i attended one of my good friends uh wedding um on the saturday so that was really really nice and then Obviously, driving home um, on the Sunday, um, watching the game on my phone and obviously the three points, you know, three to win. So, yeah, I've had a really good weekend. So I'm I'm very, very
0: good. How are you? Not, not bad. We're we'll, we'll definitely touching upon that. I'll let you know how I am. <laughs> Gee, looking sharp in the suit, man. I saw the pictures, bro. <laughs> oh God, very impressed. Very dapper.
2: The Mrs. Missus, the missus so as well.
0: <laughs> I, I believe you, brother. I believe you. But uh, again, another brother from another... Oh, is there, oh, he's just... I'm going to come back to him. He's going to come back. He did say his Wi-Fi might be a bit... Oh, is there. Keith, can you hear me?
1: Nope, frozen.
0: He's frozen, he's frozen. Yeah, no, I, I think, think he's in a hotel right now. Yeah, he is, he is, he's, he's never coming before, yeah, so he might have a few issues, but... I'm going to come to my bro, RJ, the, the, the prince of YouTube from Streatham, London. How are you, my bro?
3: I'm alive and well. I hope you're all doing well. And it's going to be a very interesting one today, so I can't wait to dig in. Aren't
0: we? Yeah. No, much appreciated. And of course, I've got my man from the northwest of England. But he's you know what? He's not a he's family. End of story. That's that's what it comes <laughs> about, So, important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Dan, thank you for of uh, uh, coming onto the show, man. Um, yeah, welcome to weekly surgery, mate.
4: Yeah, debut, I believe, actually. Cool. Yes. Yes. At the young age of 35. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for having me on, mate. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of comments my way with this beautiful badge on, but uh, that's what we're here for. That's what we do it for. Bring it on. Bring yeah. it on.
0: <laughs> no, very true. Very true. Well, let me go to the panel quickly. Thank you for people who are tuning in. Uh, we will tuck into the show very, very soon. Hopefully, I'll get Keith back on. Hopefully. Lee, big up to you, mate. Met him on Canon Chat. Thanks to Lottie and G. So thank you for that. Again, more people to the footballing community, and I've been told it's a community. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, so um, we're going to get into it, people. So weekly surgery. Oh, Tommy's in there. Go on, Tommy, son. That's it, my lad. Um, so yeah, let me get the first thing up. So guys, as you know, it's been the uh, weeks a long time in social media. Hence the reason, the title. So let me kick, let me kick off and have my monologue, and I'll bring you guys in at some point. As many of you might have known, um, my name was floating around the social media world um, just over a week, 10 days ago. I'm gonna quickly bring Keith back in before I carry on. Keith, can you hear us? I can, yeah, change the voices. Yeah,
5: Hopefully Keith, I'm gonna,
0: yeah, no worries. I'm gonna continue my monologue. So yeah, a week in the yeah, life of no social going, media. Yeah, hashtag time to reboot. So yes, my name was floating around on the platform. Um, I have to thank two people. Um, I'm not gonna mention names, but they know who they are, who tried to facilitate and were diligent and were calm and collected to try and gauge some communication between me and TV Guna. Um, That hasn't been reciprocated, but people are entitled to do what they want to do. So I have to make that point, first of all. Um, As for things being sort of made, put out in the public domain, um, I've been assured that wasn't down to TV Guna um and that was probably down to somebody else to say the least but um one thing i find quite interesting with the social media side of it and i've been on twitter for i think it'll be 11 years this october um i've been prominent with it for probably the last two years since i started youtube in june 2020. um as most of you on the panel will know and people probably watching this and when people watch it on the rerun um, I'm very open about life outside of YouTube. Um, Lose my mum was a massive blow to myself and the family in the first lockdown in April 6, 2020. Um, redundancies, getting back into work, back out of work, having to move, ho- having to move home twice within a year at the time. Um, so a lot's happened, not just for myself, but for many people. And sort of social media is not my life and it never has been, never will be. I have a life outside of my YouTube channel as much as I enjoy doing content and meeting the fantastic people on the panel. um, You know, there's things that still happen in people's lives um, that, you know, are more important than Twitter beef and tweets and Instagram posts and Facebook posts. Um, And I'm a man of a certain age and I don't really have the time or the inclination to have to explain myself to people that don't actually know me there's two sorts of people the ones that do know you and the ones that haven't got a first clue about you um what i've seen this week in the last 7 to 10 days is and what i've learned cuz g said to me so week it's been a, it's been a week of learning and i said you know what i totally agree um it, it just highlights with social media in particular um the length that people will go to to Put a stain on your character. Um, and it has shocked me to be totally honest with you. I just I'm not I'm not naive to think that social media is not a brutal place. As as some positives that can be with it, um, it can be very, very cynical place. And I've I've seen certain words been banded around as you guys would have seen with um Twitter, especially talking about vile bully. Um what's the other word I was gonna think was going at my head now? Um yeah, that's, let's just concentrate on that. And I think to myself, when, people, when I think of vile, I think of people like Stephen Paul, Ian Huntley, Peter Sutcliffe, Jimmy Savile. So when you use certain words, know what you're talking about. You understand? There's, there's, when you use certain words, there's, ra- there's ramifications for it. You know, and vile is not, is if that's if if me having, and many people, we all do, we have private conversations. Um, I respect you enough never to make them private, whether we love people, hate them, adore them, talk about politics, love life, love island, celebrity lifestyle. That is a conversation me and you are entitled to. Um, I don't will never ever sell anybody down the river and make that public, end of story, for me. Um, and I think the ironic thing for me is, before I'll get you guys' thoughts, because I don't want to spend too much time, I of wanted to get it out of the way and we talk about football, because that's the whole point of my channel. Um, what I saw, what I've seen in the last week um, are the same people who are very, very vocal, same people who will tag hashtag be kind they're the same people that will do that when caroline flack took her life three years ago on valentine's day they're the same people that will go and do twitter spaces talking about mental health believe it or not and then you think it's okay to show yourself in the way that you did in over the last week so it's disturbing Um, and like i said the people that know me know me and the people that quite clearly don't. I'm sh- I can tell you now, if I was to go and ask a various amount of people, what's my favorite color? How many brothers and sisters have I got? What's my educational background? What's my footballing background? You know what would happen? They wouldn't be able to tell you the first thing. And you know why? Because they don't know nothing about me. So, you know what? For next time you go and tweet hashtag be kind or hashtag mental health matters, think about what you're saying. So I'm going to come to my panel I'm going to get your quick thoughts um in just in terms of I I'll, I'll, let me put it to you guys another way in terms of what have you sort of learned this in the last 7 to 10 days in terms of how you feel about social media and most importantly um I'll come to the end bit when I come to get your guys opinions but um I'll come to Keith first mate what what's, sort of make what's your sort of thoughts about what I've said and your general thoughts about the, a week in the life of social media?
5: Um, I think firstly, um, can everyone hear me all right, by the way? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. Hotel internet is not great. So if I freeze and pull a stupid face like, eh, um, that's why. Um, but we all know that social media can be an absolute cesspool. But I think too much emphasis is put on how bad it is and the things that I want to concentrate on is looking at the five other faces on this screen. Um, they're all people that, you know, you're mates of mine and I've met other people who I've become really good mates with and that's a really good thing. But then you see the dark side, which, which you have fallen fell off this week, Albert, and it's, it's quite awful that people can do such things. Um, it's quite awful that a private conversation can be taken entirely out of context and somebody can use it against another person to try to curry favour for whatever reason. Now, I'm not going to name names, everybody knows what I'm yeah. talking about and it's just, it's very, very wrong and I hate to see it um, and it's, it's made me really quite sad this week, to be honest. Um, mm. I, I don't really know what else to say other than that it's, it's made me sad.
0: Mm. No, Keith, listen, you don't need to. You don't need to um, justify or go into in-depth detail. You're right. And before I come to Lottie, um, I think for me is like I said with myself. I can only speak for myself. Um, you know, currently my my eldest sister's in Nigeria at the moment, trying to sort out things in terms of my mum's property back home in Nigeria. Now that's more important to me and, my, and her safety because listen, trying to sort things out in Nigeria and in the UK in terms of house property is a completely different ball game. Um, and there's more things that are more important in life. I, I saw a news report with a young girl in a, in, a, in a Romanian refugee camp having to celebrate her birthday, having to flee home from the Ukraine. You know, there are far more things that are important then trying to assassinate somebody's character on a social media site, but I'm lucky. I'll come to you. Just your general thoughts, if anything at all.
1: Yeah, no. As you said, there's more thing, more important things in life than there is social media. I mean, last month or so, most people will know I've come off because I've been dealing with personal stuff. I've come back to see this, yeah. And it is, it is really disappointing trying to stay in someone's character and It's really, it hasn't got the traction this person wanted. And I just don't see the point of it anymore. I mean, the way it's carrying on is just ridiculous. And I'll be honest, it's just something some people I'm not interested in. I mean, you guys on the screen, you guys are all amazing. We're really good friends. I mean, yes, as Keith mentioned, there's always the cynical side, including what's happened. But with me, I've got the right people. As long as you've got the right people around you, you're good on social media, and you know that. I mean, yeah. you you look at look at me, you and Georgina Albert. We're really good friends, and that's a plus side of social media. We wouldn't even know each other. Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't know G. I wouldn't know Stephen Keith or, or any of the you guys on screen without it. So, if there is a cynical side, but there's just there's always there's always a rare sunshine sunshine somewhere.
0: Mm. No, well said. Listen um i'm gonna to come to we've got a mental health um someone that works in mental health on the panel with my, my bro dan from the northwest dan what's your sort of overriding thoughts of kind of what you what you kind of make of social media and what you've seen particularly in the last seven to ten days
4: well it's a tough one mate because i put myself out there about crisis about two weeks ago because yeah. i had it's you know as i said i had a break breakdown myself things got too much and you know you you try and put it in a box in the back and it, it just all comes on top and and when you put yourself out there and admit that, whereas I had so much support in the back of the head, you're always worrying <clears throat> who's going to take the swipe yeah, and I don't think people understand and i and I mean that um, I don't think people understand that when they do make comments like they have post things that they do that it is a ripple effect,
0: yeah. It is
4: You don't know how someone's getting on through their day. You don't know if that person has broken down in the morning on the way to work, been late for something because of being, being, you know, breaking down, missed an appointment because they were so broken down. And all these things can total up and it can send someone over the edge. And this, and this is where people I think don't understand that sometimes you chipping away can be the point that makes someone break. And Mm -hmm. when you make someone break, there's no going back. There's no tit for tat. There's no, I feel like I'm a hero because I've outed what someone said. Who cares? The second you put yourself in that situation where you want to make someone look what they're not, well, then the ramifications come back to you and you only because you don't know how that person's going to react. That moment of you trying to be the hero, it makes you look the villain 20 million times more than it does the hero. It's as simple as that. So, I, I've learned myself now, think before you tweet. And that's something I think 99.9% of users on Twitter are guilty of. They do not think before they tweet. They they say something in a fit of emotion. They say something without really thinking. And, and we go back to the be kind movement. Yeah. If you can't practice what you're preaching, don't preach at all. And yeah, it's 100%. 100%. But The one thing I will say, Albert, is this week, as much as you've got the the bad side which we're talking about yeah yeah the positive side has been the love
0: yeah 100 this
4: is something that i will say over and over again is love beats hate it does no matter what you can have as much hate as you want but as long as you've got love there forget about the rest of it so and you know credit to you mate you keep doing what you're doing and don't let people bring you down because trust me you're far more better than that you really are
0: yeah no i much appreciate much love done um RJ, before I come to you, I just want to ask you a question, and I've I've, I've kind of left it with you, really, to ask you this. Um, you obviously got a YouTube channel. Um, If I haven't been on your channel since December 29th, 2020, no contact, no communication, you don't know anything about me, I don't know anything about you, I've only been on your channel. If I haven't been on your channel since then, what would you think? I'd just get all my
3: life personally. I mean, if you don't want nothing to do with me after that, fine, no problem. That's probably what it is. I'll just get on my life and you get all your life. If there's no interaction there, fine, no problem. I just think some people just need to take the hint, you know? So I'm, to quickly go on the whole social media Yeah, yeah, that's the main
0: thing. That's the main thing. Yeah, go on, bro. It's
3: just a horrible... It is a horrible place, let's be honest. We've seen a lot of stuff that's been happening over... for quite a while, you know? Even with footballers getting abused and just ordinary people getting abused for no reason, you know? And people just like to take things out of context, run around and start a campaign and start putting people under the bus. But it just makes me think, so what are you? What are you really like? under all that it tells me a lot about your personality itself you're out here trying to run a brigade and bury somebody so as far as I'm concerned you know it always says I always think there's a lot of hypocrisy out there as well as what they're really about you as a person Yeah. so yeah it's just what happened to you mate was absolutely disgusting and yeah then people know who they are shame on them there's not more things I can say but
0: no, right, no, uh, no, much, no, much love to all you guys. And um, what I do want to say before we move on to um, the football side of the actual weekly surgery, well, it is weekly surgery. So obviously, you know, this is this is open heart. Oh, surgery this I'm is... off. See you again. Stay <laughs> <laughs> here. Oh, no,
1: you need to stay.
0: <laughs> Dad, you must stay. Dad, you don't get out of this one. Man. You sit oh. in that bloody chair. <laughs> But no um you, you make guys listen you made a good point. Um big up to the people in the chat. Uh, thank you once again. Um like I always say man people's time for me is is everything. Um as you guys know with with my content I don't I don't tag certain YouTubers. I don't make content about a big YouTuber going to prison or or talking about certain bigger channels or I, I'm not in it for the views and the subs. You have to have a certain type of mentality if Listen, I heard people talk about, you know, trying to protect the brand. What brand are you talking about? I don't, I'm not sponsored by Reebok or Nike or Continental. I haven't got a podcast with Jake Humphries from BT Sport. I'm not working with Tom White on Sky Sports. What brand am I protecting? I have a YouTube channel with 800 plus subscribers. What brand am I protecting? make it make sense because i don't understand it but let me finish up i'm going to say i want to say a massive massive thank you to these guys on the panel firstly um the private messages the phone calls checking up on me and the load of other people that have been in touch and words of wisdom and keep your head up and keep doing what you're doing um has been mind-blowing um it, it honestly has um and you know what to finish up um there were many private conversations that I will absolutely keep private because that's how it should be. G, come on, mate. <laughs> yeah, so just before
2: we move on, obviously, to the football, I just wanted to kind of say a couple of things. Um, because yeah, you know you, what?
0: yeah, I forgot you, G. Sorry, you got you yeah, come on, Go on. This, yeah, say your
2: this, thing. this thing kind of kind of really hit home for me because I've, I've experienced something like this um, with kind of friends and family. Not always necessarily about myself, but and it, it has been, you know, I've, I've been connected to people that, you know, choose to go to social media in order to kind of resolve or, or kind of air issues, et cetera. Yeah. But I think first and foremost, I think it's really important that throughout life, we live our life within certain boundaries and, you know, towards a certain moral or ethical code. Yeah. Now, we, we, we can't always do that. And the reason why we can't always do that is because no one's perfect but we try our best kind of every day to be Mm. a better version of ourselves. So that's kind of like the first thing. The second thing is anything, as you said, anything that is said in a a private forum should be in a private forum. Um, And that's the reason why, you know, it is said or done in privacy. So it Mm. should never, it should never, you know, come out of that and be made public regardless of the circumstances before, during or after. And I think the third thing, which, you know, for me why it hit home kind of, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't about me, I wasn't involved, but why it kinda of hit a nerve with me is because I have actually quite quite strong views on what I call trial by Twitter. Yeah. Um, well said. and well the said. reason why the reason why I feel that way is because for me it's all about intentions. Now I may upset people when I say what I say, but no, I'm just play, gonna go ahead speak and say. freely. Speak freely. Um now we all know Kurt Zuma kicked a cat, right? We know that. Now, if the person who exposed Kurt Zuma had any thought or love towards animals, they would have seen that video and taken that information straight to an animal organization and made that report. But they didn't. What they did was they, they got monetary gain um, from obviously releasing that video. So for me, the intention is not genuine because the intention is not to protect the cat. The intention is not about the welfare of the cat. The intention is to obviously, you know, you know, expose Kurt Zuber yeah. for his actions. And from what I heard, it was there was a monetary gain in terms of giving that video, releasing that video to whoever they did. I'll go, I'll even go as far as to say with the Mason Greenwood situation and his girlfriend. Now When I saw that, obviously, I was disgusted by it Hmm. equally with the Kurt Zuma situation. At the same time, I go back to the same thing. It's about intention. For me now, it's not so much because what I've heard and what I've seen and, and, and what I've even had confirmed is that, you know, Mason Greenwood's girlfriend wasn't the one that actually posted that Instagram post. Somebody actually posted it. Against her will on her behalf. Now, some people might look at that and say, you know what? That's, you know, that's good. That's admirable. admirable. You oh. know, for me, for me, I- I'm a father. I have two daughters. Now, God forbid. But if, if my daughters ever found themselves in a situation like that, the last thing I'd want is for anybody to post that on social media. And again, it goes back to intention if you have any intention or care or love for my child, you would tell me or you would tell the authorities, but the action in, 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 in posting that was, 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 was blatant. Mm. It was, you wanted to expose, you know, Mason Greenwood. You wanted to, you know, potentially break the relationship. So for me, it's all about intention that that's what it's about. So the whole trial by Twitter thing or trial by social media, I, I'm literally not a fan. I don't care what the circumstances are. I don't care the magnitude of the situation, whether it be small or big. I just don't think that social media should be used as a platform where we basically expose things. Now we live in a we live in a civilised society where we have authorities and organizations whose job it is to yeah. deal with situations it's it's a private it's a private issue it's not my business it's none of our business on the panel it's the business of that cat zuma and the authorities to deal with him it's the business of mason greenwood's girlfriend mason greenwood the families and authorities to deal with that now it's going to happen because we live in a society where people feel the need to you know be vigilante yeah. or, or or whatever it is but for me it doesn't sit within my moral and ethical code. It it just doesn't. If I am given information that I feel strongly enough about, I will share it, but I will share it accordingly. And my intentions will be genuine and come from a positive place. And if that's not what it is, then I just won't share it. It's that simple. So I I think, you know, it, it has been... It has been a week where we've all kind of seen and heard things that we 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 wouldn't like, but I think the also, the other side to it is I don't think many of us were massively surprised because we generally yeah. see it, we generally see it every day, um, and like I said, I've seen it when it's been involved, you know, been involved with people that I know either friends or family. It just hurts and is more shocking when it's about somebody that you obviously care about. Um, so yeah, I'm sorry that you've had to go through the last week you have. Um, but as, as you can see from, from the panel and from the, the, the comments that, you know, there, there are a lot more people that love you than
0: dislike you, bro. No, much appreciate, man. Like I said, like I said, a massive thank you to the, the support and the phone calls and the messages, um, because they saw what the last week was really, really about. Um, and yeah, it's, um, what, what can I say? But um, you know what? Like I said, I, when de- them private messages and conversations that I've got, I'll I'll keep them private because that's how they got delivered to me in the first place. So um, we'll move on for that. For so much love to you guys. But yes, people, we're going to talk football. We're going to talk footy. Oh, Dan, stay where you are, mate. Yeah, we Can yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we to. <laughs> yeah, we're go. Yeah, we're
4: go back for a second, please? Just go
0: back. Oh, so guys, yeah. So, um... Obviously, I've got Dan, my guy with my United fan, but I'll, Dan, I I'll, I'll sort of obviously I'll talk to you about the game, but I want to actually, I want to come to you first, Dan. No, um, you don't
4: have to do it. it's fine. Go on, go to no, because I want to sort of, um, <laughs> there's a fantastic panel <laughs> that you're not utilizing, <laughs> yeah, no, but I'll get their
0: thoughts as well. Um, <laughs> the, no, Dan, I'll was sort of want to ask you more about the um, <clears throat> you can touch on the game, but I'll sort of ask you more about the, debi- the, the debate between Michael Richards and Gary Neville in regards to how they see Ralph Rangnick at, um, He's role at Manchester United. So, what what did you make of it? Obviously, as a Man United fan, was you on the site? Was you kind of thought more about? Did you agree with what Michael Richards was saying, or, or did you see where Agniv was coming from?
4: i will be honest. I saw nothing but naivety from from Richards. I mean, he was fuming, and I was I couldn't understand why. I said to you when when we when we appointed uh, Ragnik, I said, "I'm not interested in what he does the next five months. It's the job he does after it." Yeah. Now I, I stick by what I said with that. Ralph, Ralph was never brought in to manage this club, and anyone that thinks he was is beyond you know beyond yeah. Bill Steepy. Because there's only one way he was ever going to be manager of that club, and that was if he went on a run and took us on a 10, 15 game unbeaten run. It's never going to happen. We've got the squad that, that to prove that. Hmm. What he's done and what Neville said, Neville said it's so right, and he said he said a lot of things that us United fans kind of had a feeling it was anyway. Is that I liken it to when a new boss takes over at work. When that new boss comes in, they don't always come in and smash the hammer down and say, I want this, this, and this. They come and they observe. Yeah. They come and they observe, and they make their own mind up about what they're going to do moving forward, whether it be, you know, put, put, put me, head of the company, whatever, but that's what they do. Now, what Ralph's done is he's come in, okay, he's tried tactics that don't really suit the Premier League, but what he has done is is he's been building a dossier for, for the end of the season to see where exactly Manchester United need to go. Now, that doesn't just go with the players on the pitch. That does go with the lads that are on the on the bench there, you know, the coach, yeah. staff, the scouting, everything. Absolutely everything. Now, my only gripe has been that we don't know which direction they're going yet. You know, we're Manchester United, with, with the greatest of respect. We're not a lower tier a team here. We're a team that, that demands perfection. You know, cool. we, we've got the trophies, the history, everything to back that. For me, I want to see a clear path. I don't want to see, mm, let's see if Pochettino does get to the final of the Champions League. Let's see if he does win it. Then we'll have to go for... Ta-. I want to see a direction. But mm. make no mistake about it, I can guarantee you this now, Ragnik's already made his, his mind up as to who is staying at this club and who he can work with, who he can nurture, who he can promote to, to the new manager coming in. And judging by the way it is at the moment, that that's 30% of the squad that we've got. And I say yeah. that, and I mean yeah. that. I mm. say that, and I mean that, because I'll tell you what happened yesterday. I didn't get angry watching it. I really didn't. Mm. And, that, and I went through the 5-0 at home to Liverpool, so that was as angry as I was ever going to get. Mm. But, the thing that, that irritated me the most was too often in so many games for Manchester United this, this season, and in fact, no, I won't say this season, I'll say the last three or four years, players go missing on, on the bigger occasions. Now, I've said this on other pods and I'll say it again now, with respect to Harry Maguire, I know he is getting absolute pelters now. I know that, I get that, and I understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I understand that, but but this is where manager good managers are different to great managers, to upper-tier managers. When you have a player who is out of form, who is struggling, you take them out of the team. It doesn't matter for, for as long three games, four games. It doesn't matter. You take them out of the team and you, you, you put them back in. You bring them back in slowly. The great managers did it. Wenger did it. Ferguson did it. People before that, the Shankleys, people like that did yeah, that. That's yeah, way do. back. Yeah, you manage a player. That's how you manage a team. Maguire had to play game after game after game after game after game. I look at a player now who, two years ago, I was looking and thinking decent. Yeah. You know, obviously, he's not. He's not top tier. Of course, he's not. And he he was never worth eighty million pounds. It was yeah. it was English tax. Simple as that. But there was a player there that could bring the ball out from the back, could spray a pass, could win every ball in the box, and was such a threat in the opposition area. It's from
0: decent, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: This is the situation United are in now. We are overplaying players who shouldn't be in the team. Rashford, I don't even know what Rashford is anymore. Is he a yeah, winger?
0: He he's a the biggest Dan. He's the biggest mystery for me. He all is. United players. But,
4: but this is but this is where it boils down to. They're not being used correctly. The coaching staff, Darren Fletcher. I, I mean, has he got the best ticket in the stadium? Because <laughs> what's his job? I, I, I'll ask you guys. What's his job? Yeah, I'm, his confused.
0: Job? I'm confused. What he's doing
4: there. There's too many issues in this team that will not be fixed in 12 months, in 18 months. This is something that is going to take time because as we saw last season with with, with Chelsea,
3: yeah.
4: you can't go out and buy eight players and expect them to, to just hit the ground running. They brought Tuchel in at the right time and they did what, most, what a lot of teams do in the Champions League. You can have a terrible season, but on the night when you're playing a team, it's just 90 minutes. So you can go for it. You can give it your all. And you can sometimes go on. There's been terrible teams that have won the Champions League. Liverpool, 2005, great result, but weren't really a team that you'd look and yeah. go, my God, world beaters." Same with Chelsea last season. They were out of sorts. There are players there that didn't really click. And that's the issue with Man United. And as many people who think that someone's going to come in in the summer and bring in Declan Rice, Harry Kane they're idiots because it's not going to happen that soon. And I will finish on this because I don't want to take too much of your show. The reason Manchester United in the past have been able to win Champions Leagues, doubles, trebles, countless Premier Leagues, three in a row, is because for every superstar there, you have two or three players around them that are solid seven out of tens every game. They don't have to be special. They don't have to have the name that sells the brand, that makes the money. They're players that go in every game, and they just have a seven out of ten consistent season every season. And that is how you win trophies. That is how you make a team and mold a team. And that until we do that, instead of signing players for the name on the back rather than the shirt, the shirt on the front there, it's gonna go worse. So they need someone who's gonna come in with structure who knows that this is what they need. And until they do that, it's just gonna get from bad to worse. Because I tell you something, I've never seen it this bad. I've never seen it as bad in in my whole time watching them. And I take that even from the Moyes era. I've never seen us this bad. No direction, no clue, no big players in that team that bring people through, that people can rely on, that when you're in the trenches and you think, we are absolutely fudged here, but you look left and you look right and you have big characters that say, no, come on, we'll bring it through, don't have them. So therefore, when you don't have them, you are left to be thrown to the walls. And that is exactly what we're seeing now. People can give as much effort as they want. If they don't have the tactical knowledge and they don't have the ability to be the upper tier, well, then there's just no point in them being there. It's as simple yeah. as that. simple as that.
0: Yeah, damn. well said, man. Well said. Um, if, if for you to say that's the worst you've seen it, uh, that that that's quite that's quite damning. Um, for, particularly for the money that I think United, they, I heard it was it was it one point two billion they spent. Yeah, it's it ridiculous. In?
4: That's, ridiculous. That's
0: insane. And to see where this where they where they still are, but um, uh, Dan, much love, man. Um. RJ and Keith, I'm going to point this sort of statement to you. It's related to Arsenal in the top four, but um, hopefully you've heard it today. I'm not sure. Um, our friend Adrian Durham from TalkSport. Um, <laughs> I saw this about an hour ago, actually. He was saying that um, Tottenham have had four managers in a year um, and how United have had an interim, the you know, manager that wasn't good enough and whatever, and Rannick's come in. And he said that if West Ham had bought two players in January, they'd be, up, they'd be above Arsenal. That's what he was saying. So what's your thoughts on what Mr Durham said? And um, generally, what's um, what do you make of yesterday's game um, against Watford? we're going to start with Keith first, actually. Oh, you...
5: <laughs> I'll do oh God, I'll do <laughs> it. Go on, Keith. <laughs> Um, it depends what players West Ham bought, really. If they bought like yeah. Harland and Messi, then yeah, perhaps. Um, but look, West West Ham since Moyes has been there, they've done. I think they've done really, really well.
0: Very well, very well. But um,
5: it's just, it's just such a talk sport thing to say, isn't it? And it, and it's him. And it's
0: him. Yeah, of course.
5: Yeah. Uh, just I, I don't even know what to make of that. Albert. I, I don't know what what RJ thinks of it, but I just,
0: I don't want anything to do with talk sport in any way, shape or form. Um, It just. We'll we'll come on to yesterday. right. Talk about, uh, what did you make of Arsenal? What did you make of the performance yesterday? I thought personally, Keith, um, from an attacking point of view, I've not seen us look too, I've not seen us look Mm. that slick for quite a while, to be honest with you. What did you make of it? I
5: think you made a really good point there. Um, i did mention at one point it was almost like watching us counter-attacking in 2003 2004 yeah. Watch with you know Thierry dennis um freddie and um, bobby um the counter-attacking was absolutely just it was awesome but then defensively i've at the moment got concerns about yeah. aaron ramsdale and gabrielle i'm not saying sack them off in any stretch of imagination yeah but they both look devoid of a little bit of confidence and they both need a bit of a win at the moment. Um, so that's that's concerning me, but, but we're missing Tommy as well. Um, so I think defensively, we are not looking anywhere near as solid as we did earlier, but attacking-wise, brilliant, absolutely brilliant.
0: Mm. Now, Keith, you make a good point about defence, and it's not just yesterday's game, there's been... I'm not saying that the defense is going to be, you know, the Milan defense of the uh, the mid '90s, you know. But I just there's there's been times in certain games mm. I've seen, and I mean, some of Ramsdale's clearances just, was, oh, oh my god, this guy, what's he doing? To be fair, he pulled off a brilliant save in the first half. He did, and yeah, it did. and he pulled off a save in the second half after he made the mistake from the clearance out. But, um, RJ, your thoughts on them? Um, Obviously, Mister What Darren said. Maybe we don't want to talk too much, but also, obviously, your thoughts about the game yesterday from your point of view.
3: Well, let's talk about Agent Darren because this is not going to take too long. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that guy is a waste of time. We all know he doesn't like Arsenal for whatever yeah. reason it is. He always has his name, has our name in his mouth. Our West Ham! Is, and don't get me wrong, I actually like West Ham. You know, mm. they they actually done very well. You know, I echo what Keith said. You know, if they'd assign the Haalands, the Messies, yeah, cool. But people forget they got they've needed a clear out on top of actually more signings on top for a while. I've got yeah. a mate that's a West Ham fan, and he's been telling me since not even last season, season before, they need more up top. So and in the round the pit. So his his it's irrelevant what you're talking about. They got they got Europe as well, which naturally you need a bigger squad, so which they don't have. And they're going to fatigue out. So, him saying
0: that, whatever. Yeah, he did did mention that. He's saying about obviously, but that's not our fault that we're not in Europe. No, it's not our fault.
3: I what he's waffling about. But
0: but yesterday's game, gone. Yesterday's game, gone. Yesterday's game, I saw two, two sides of
3: Arsenal. The Arsenal that we tried to get away from in terms of like hairy, shaky moments. I wasn't the way we started was just jittery as oh well and I was like, oh, great. Yeah. Yo, yeah. The one time, the one time I felt like, you know, because we've been pretty good at taking advantage of it lately, yeah. which is a bit weird, but Pops you know, it keeps happening. But 16 seconds and, and we're a goal down. Luckily, it was just allowed. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is going to be a long one. But, defensively, shock, shaky, shocking. Gabriel, I, I feel what Keith said, Gabriel, the last, few weeks has been a little mm, bit you know, nervy, yeah, yeah. which I've always kind of said, and this might be wild people might think, you know I'm going to say David Louise here, but when he was with him, he wasn't as rash, uh, it has nothing to do with Ben White at all, but I just feel like he needs someone that's like, that can calm him down with at times, because he hasn't really been I, I, as... I get what you mean, yeah, I no, get
0: what you mean. Do you know yeah.
3: what I mean? So, that's that. Ramsdale, look He's done well, but we know he has erraticness in his game. We've seen it, you know, when he was at Sheffield United and Bournemouth. But he needs to calm the hell down, okay? That's one thing I will say. I love him to bit. He's turned the tune over a lot of Arsenal fans, but he needs to calm down, all right? Right. But I appreciate him. Um, But the football up front, I mean, both are fantastic. Mm -hmm. Good God. I thought we could have got more. Yeah, But it just wasn't meant to be. But yeah, Saka, Erdegaard. Oh man, and I think, especially my last point on this, I think Erdegaard has changed a lot of tune because I remember a lot of people weren't happy we're going after him here Madison. Oh, let's get Madison, let's get Madison, forgetting about Madison has inconsistency sometimes yeah, as well. Very, and he very. goes missing, and then, oh, Erdegaard goes missing in games. Well, he's not getting him missing now, is he? <laughs> no, case in point.
0: Well, I said that. I'm gonna right, I'm gonna come to G and Lottie. You, I hope I know Lottie's seen this. Hopefully, G, you've seen it. Um, our our fellow goon, Laura Woods. I mean, I love her for the work she does, and I just love her to be honest. Full stop. Personally, <laughs> but that's just my personal opinion. But no, um, <laughs> I saw a, I saw a um debate with Jamie O'Hara on um Talksport. Hopefully, you've seen it as well, G. Hopefully, you saw it Hopefully. yeah, I've seen it. I seen yeah, it. um, i want to get you two guys' thoughts on that. And obviously Arsenal's performance more so from the top end of the pitch, but I'm gonna to come to Lottie first.
1: Oh, she had him for mincemeat, didn't she? This morning, I it's think, absolutely crisis when she does that. I so think she did. Yeah, that's our girl. It's it's nice to have someone, someone at the in that place that deserves to be in the bin that is actually on our side. I mean, <laughs> you don't we don't get it very often, and I'm 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 with Keith, I don't listen to it very often. I mean, I got this clip off someone else on Twitter and I was like Come on, Woodsy, put him yeah. in his place. Yeah. But no, I, she she was she was brilliant in the way she, she did was, it. Hmm. Um, in terms of the game, yeah, it's just, as 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 RJ said, it was shaky at the start.
4: Hmm. I mean,
1: I was already stressed out from the game before because the girls went three f- two, and then yeah, yeah, the women did man. it to 50, me. No. It was just yeah. stress as an Arsenal fan for, for, for yesterday. But six points in a bag. Let's not talk about the women. I'm doing that tomorrow. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it was a bit. It, it was a bit um, squeaky bum time when it free, went three two, yeah. but hoo You won three two. I had to watch a bit of me 4 one yesterday. You got too many egos, and, ego and you need a culture change. Today. Don't start on me. I'm Hope so You, start on you me. had to witness
4: your team winning. Oh my
1: Do you know what? Do you know what? Yesterday was glorious. Do you know why? Because you lost. <laughs> anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the gloves are off. That is Boy. all right. Lad. Does anybody want right. a
1: new fridge? I heard United are selling one. I not tell people work though. <laughs> I promise you. Anyone that, please give United I'm, totally <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: I'm, yeah, it's <laughs> <off>. <laughs> I was gonna play nice.
1: Uh, I'm sorry uh, guys. No no. Was it's play right, nice. no, no, go go um, no. Going back to it. Yeah, no, it was if I was impressed with the ball. I mean, going looking back at it, you could you could say it was Wenger Ball. I something I haven't the, seen in a the, very, very, the com- very long the time.
0: The commentator did say that actually. Yeah. Smudger didn't say it, but I know I can't remember the name of the commentator it did actually say it when we got the I think when we got the Martinelli it was, goal, actually. Yeah, Martinelli goal. Yes. Yep. If
1: yeah. if I found myself actually agreeing with the pundit for a change, which was which is very unusual for Sky. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I'm impressed. I'm just. I'm just happy. I'm happy we got the three points. Um. General thoughts on top four. We're doing really well at the moment. I'm not counting my chickens. Mm. Yep.
0: Some big matches. Yeah, we got some big football
1: matches. Very big. I mean, people are talking about yeah. oh, seven, seven from thirteen. Do you know what? Concentrate on every single game, one at a time. Every game is a cup final to the end of the season.
0: Yeah. Well, end so. of
1: story. Yeah. Um, all this, all this talk of, oh, let's get Rash- Rashford in. No, he can stay at United. I don't want him. He's.
0: Done. Yeah, I'll still, I'll, I did no, see.
4: Yeah. You. I'll drive him up to you myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can keep him, mate. Oh but no, like, so it's all man. this chat. Oh, we get this person. This person. We, at the moment yeah. we are. Um, I think it was Glenn Murray that said it. We we are playing for the future. We're not playing for now. We are playing mm-hmm. for the future. We are building a team. Yeah. And again, I'm agreeing with a Sky pundit here. I don't know if you guys have seen the Glenn clip, but he's come out yeah. and said we are building for the future. Um, yes, we, we'll fly for now. I'm quite happy with that, but we're not ready to be on that, le- compete on that level the Champions yeah. League. Yeah.
0: We're not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
1: happy to. Um, I'm happy if we get it. If We mm. go into Europa and we go on to win that. Happy bunny. Don't care. But we are building for the future, and that is the main point of what what the boss is doing.
0: Mm. No, well said, lot Van Totsman man. G, my man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hit us with it, man.
2: What you what listen, you listen, you see Laura, she's she's one of the only ones on the, on that platform that talks some sense. Um, You know what, she she completely dismantled everything the man said previously. Because he obviously, you know, as we always do, you know, all of us, we, we, we give an opinion. And then obviously yeah. there are times when that opinion is proven right. And sometimes when that opinion is proven wrong. And I, I give yeah. the classic case of what, you know, RJ said about Odegaard. I was one of those guys. I didn't, I didn't really yeah. rate him. I didn't really want him yeah. to come to the club. At the same time, I will hold my hands up and say, listen, the guy is phenomenal. And I was wrong. And that's what Jamie O'Hara should have done. He should yeah. have just sat on TalkSport and just said, you know what, mate? I was wrong. I predicted the team that was going to finish sixth or seventh. Now they're sitting in fourth spot. They're playing really well. I'm not going to use the excuse of, Manager and how much you spend, etc., etc. Oh. But he, what he tried to do was he just tried to to, to 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 explain himself, and he just kept digging a bigger and bigger and bigger hole because she just completely dismantled what he said.
1: Gee, like, when she, does that man ever speak sense?
2: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Like he just literally she, she ripped him apart and it was it was fantastic to watch because a lot of the time I I watch clips from Talk Sport. Yeah, you can get the clips. It, yeah. it, can, it can be quite frustrating, you know, and it can be quite an awkward watch because a lot yeah. of the time they, they say things just for the you know clickbait. Yeah. But you know what she was saying was absolutely spot on. Um and I think the key thing, you know, where she dismantled his argument was about, well, you predicted they'd finish six or seven. exactly. Or they're yeah. currently fourth so that's technically overachieving right and he just wouldn't he just wouldn't accept that what he said was inaccurate or what he said at the time is yeah. not as obviously you know come to fruition or, or is coming to fruition at the moment so yeah big up Laura she she's she's phenomenal in terms of like what she she talks with logic and rationale right. when she when she's on talk sport right. and 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 that's what we want to hear um, in terms of the performance um i think i think i think we're being a bit harsh um, it, on, on the on the lads in defence, you know what I, I think I, I definitely take on board. You know the the, the points about Gabriel and Ramsdale. They never had good games. Um, Gabriel has looked a little bit shaky, and you know what I, I, I definitely definitely concur with RJ when he talks about David Luiz. And it, yeah, it's not, not it's not so much that David louise yeah. is, was, was or is an exceptional player, but what he did bring to the side was some level of experience, um, definitely a good communicator. He, he was one of the players that you constantly heard communicating and shouting, you know, with, with the rest of the lads. So, but that's where I also think where we kind of have to be mindful and say like we are being a little bit harsh because they are all quite young. You know, they are yeah. all quite experienced. And I think that's just where, in terms of the summer, that's what we need to address. What yeah. we know right now is we have an exceptionally gifted young group of players that are playing with amazing confidence But we need to add some experience as i'm still into that side you know so as much as i I, you know as much as i've loved the players they've brought in and and i love the way we're playing i do think we need to now this summer find you know strike that balance in terms of experience um just touching upon what Lottie said with regards champions league i completely agree with her i don't think we're ready for the champions league however the only reason why I want us to finish in the top four is because that then Trapped. opens us up to a
0: yes. to a Trapped bigger team. market yes. in yeah. terms of
2: players, yeah. um, and I think that will definitely benefit us. But yeah, by no means are we ready for the Champions League at this stage. But you know, you've got to be in it um, in order to, to to kind of reap the benefits. You know, in terms of the bigger picture, um, in terms of the top four race, you know what? At the beginning of the season, I didn't envision it. Um, I was no, happy. We no yeah. I was happy if we finished fifth or sixth. Um, right now it's looking very sweet. Um, I'm enjoying it. At the same time, you know, as I said to you, as I said to you before before we went live, I've seen Leicester City win the league. Yeah, I've seen Manchester yeah. United, I've seen um not Manchester United, I've seen Newcastle United literally throw away a Premier League that looked as though their name was yeah. already written on it. So for me, with 13 games to go, yes, the boys are playing with bags of bags and bags of enthusiasm, effort and confidence at the same time in a very young team, confidence can get shattered very quickly hmm. Um and results can, in this league, the level it is can, can go against you very quickly. You know, we, we could end up, go, we could end up getting battered against Liverpool and then go on a four or five game. You I'll know, be there for that. I'll be there for running, that. Game. Running loss. Big game, so so yeah. wh- while I'm confident, um, I'm, I'm strongly keeping my feet on the ground um until the end of the season. And hopefully yeah. we can make top four. But yeah, based on the guys yesterday, in terms of going forward, they were
0: absolutely phenomenal. Brilliant. Very clinical. Very clinical. It,
2: it mm. was the first. You know what? I'm gonna. I go as far as to say. I, I think you know what Keith said. It was the first time in years that I just enjoyed. I didn't even care that we conceded two goals. <laughs> <laughs> the football was sweet.
3: When oh, I tell you the football
2: was sweet. One of those days. Oh. One touch. One touch. <laughs> Pass move, speed, it was yeah. it was phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely no, phenomenal. It was a joy to watch. Yeah, no, and you know what? One point. name that hasn't come up that I have to big up because I've been very critical of him is my man Lacazette. He was instrumental.
0: Yes. In, put that in the comments. Game. Put absolutely
2: in the comments. instrumental. In comments. He didn't get on the score sheet, but his link up play, his first touch, his layoffs, he got yeah. two assists. Mm. He was mm. absolutely phenomenal. But yeah, it was you know it was yeah. a beautiful game of football.
0: And that's a good point. I mean, obviously we need him to be scoring goals. He probably scored against Liverpool, not surprisingly, yeah. uh, but um, <laughs> and United, yeah. But um, yeah, he, oh but he, but he contributed in other ways. So Lee, fair point, and G backed it up to be fair. Yeah. Keith, before we go on to the last question to all you guys, Keith, want to come to you? What makes me laugh? Right, I've I've only really seen it today, to be honest. Um, a lot of the ex pundits are changing their tune now. So it's right like, now. If Arsenal get top four, yeah, the goalposts have if moved. Arsenal, Arsenal's a big club; they, they should be getting. They spent 150 million. They make moves. The goalposts have moved, um, and also as well, Keith, to add to that as well. So it's kind of two questions in one. I saw the um, ref watch with Dermot Gallagher. Right?
4: Oh my god!
0: I'm not being I'm not being funny, and I know Arsenal fans have their views about officiating and how we're portrayed in the media. I'm sorry. If that was any other manager that threw that ball back to one of their players, I don't think that would even have been talked about. Mm. I don't. I, that would not have been talked about. But because it's Arteta, because, because it was Arsenal. Sorry, it was it was a talking point. Yep. Yeah. What's your thoughts, mate? Go on. Two questions in one. Um, I've
5: been saying this all season about pundits, especially since the Brentford game when Jamie yeah. Carragher was commentating and he openly laughed when they scored their second goal and i was like you're supposed to be
0: a pundit yeah
5: unbiased you're you're a commentator don't be worrying about when thierry sent you to the co-op for a bag of crisps all those years ago when you (laughs) fell into (laughs) (laughs)
4: it
5: the same as danny mills with the corner flag um (laughs) there are very few pundits or commentators that i've got any time for yeah Um, i quite like ali mccoyst
0: yeah, love Ali. Yeah, love
5: Ali. Point. Good point. Um I'm Ali man. And I'm even at the point now where I I like Roy Keane as a pundit because he entertains me, me.
0: He does make me Brilliant. laugh.
5: And I used to absolutely hate Gary Neville as a player. Hated him more than anyone else. Sorry, Dan, but I did. But now I see why he was the way he was. He was just his club through and through the same as mm. we are. He was a fan and he occasionally has moments where he talks some sense. Um, but I really don't have any time for any pundits other than probably Ali McCoyst. Mm. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, there they always seems to be not, not an anti-Arsenal agenda. I don't want to get my tinfoil yeah, yeah. hat on and yeah, start yeah. going down yeah. that road. But there doesn't seem to be anyone who is entirely unbiased. Even listening to Smudger. There are times I've listened to him commentate, and it's like, did you even play for Arsenal? Martin Keown as well. Um, yeah,
0: Keown Keown cops a lot of flack from Arsenal fans. He
5: does. Yeah, and it's almost like they go the other way, um, almost trying to be anti-Arsenal because they used to play for them. They don't want to be perceived yeah. as biased. It could be that I don't know. Um, and as for Jamie O'Hara. Jermaine oh. Janis, the rest of them. Don't ever get
0: me started, right? me started on Genus. Oh my oh, God. No. Oh, God. I'd rather, I'd rather, be, I'd rather hotel hotel lounge, watch Patriot than have him on my screen. Well, and too. there's one show
5: exactly.
0: and he's on there and it's just
1: like,
0: no. I just can't. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> <and laughs> you know one of the worst. Yeah, Jermaine Janis, right. Yeah, that season they got to the um the final Champions League. He he was unbearable on BT Sport. Oh, he, honestly, yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm going to get the sick bucket. But, um, Oh, because he, yeah. he was
4: awful over he the Euros awful. as well. Oh, oh dude, he was, oh, he
0: was up, <laughs> awful. not
2: even the <laughs> We're just. Like, the, I'm
1: trying to be nice, Stan. <laughs> We're just
0: rinsing the pros, man.
2: Is my, wife,
4: my wife doesn't even know who he is, but after the Euros, she knows exactly who he was. Because I'd just be there going, What are you even talking about, Jermaine? Why are you even talking? How are you earning a wage? Honest <laughs> Christ,
0: <laughs> Christ. He's. Dad, tremendous. I'm going to come to you. Dad, I'm going to come to you because obviously you're. I'd I, like to get your opinion because obviously you're, you're not connected with Arsenal. But talk to me about. Um, I've talked about Saka. For me, if he does not get Young Player of the Year, there there must be some brand envelopes going around the the the, the FA or the PFA because what do you make what do you make of Bukayo Saka mate?
4: He's a he's a player that that was raw talent, yeah. but now this season seems to be maturing at such a rapid pace, and I worry I worry sometimes that you overplay him, but then I look That's at him and thing. I think yeah. I think do you know what? He seems to be like a sponge. He seems to be taking on every bit of, of advice from from coaches, from players. He's just he just wants to learn and you can see that and it comes across that way. When when I listen, when I listen to him being interviewed, he comes across so well.
1: Um yeah. Yeah. I think I think
4: yeah, he's he's got to be up there for young player of the year, but also t- Smith Rowe's got to be in with it. I think he's he is incredible. I'll tell you something. He's the first footballer I'll be completely honest for for a long time, other than United players that I go and watch straight away after I've watched United's games well, because well, I really enjoy watching him play. There's no fear well, with him. There's no fear, and when you when you're a young player that that age and you don't have fear, and you go into every game as if it's just a kick around with your mates. Last person I saw do that was a certain Wayne Rooney. Wow, well, just not scared. Well. Just willing to pick the ball up and run and attack and hassle people. And I think this kid could this kid, honestly, I I I don't mind saying this. This kid, there's no there's no level with this kid at the moment. This this season has been such a joy to watch him. Breaking into the England squad. Yeah. Looks like he's enjoying and him and Saka, the thing that my friend he's an Arsenal fan and he loves watching him. And I watch him a bit with him if, if I'm not watching United. Nothing phases them, and I think, as I said, yeah. if you've got two young players and nothing phases them, the sky's the limit. So I, I really, as much as you say about Saka winning Young Player of the Year, I, I still look at Smith Rowe. I mean, I, I, I think up until recently, I think he may still isn't he still your top scorer
0: in the league? Yeah, and yeah. Dan, there was that stat. Dan, there was that stat that came out yesterday that, but I think Emile Smith Rowe's in the list as well. Saka's got the goals and assists, um, thirteen most and in then the league. Yeah, 11. 21 uh-huh. and under. Yeah, and they're both on there. I think Martinelli's yeah. on there as
4: well as well. Yeah,
1: Martinelli's on there as yeah. well, but a bit further but, down. Well, that's yeah, another yeah. one though,
4: Martinelli. You look at that. I mean, Martinelli, once he fills out, once yeah. he, a couple of years, he's going to be a beast. Inception. I watched him absolutely tear City apart in the game that you, you know, I don't want to bring... No, break don't
0: break bring that up in break there. Break no, away, but, no. Me and Lottie but, were fuming, yeah, It was 2-1,
4: yeah. it wasn't 4-1. Get over yourself. <laughs> um, no, no, but, but I watched him in that game tear City to pieces, and I just think you, you're talking about these young players... The character they've shown this season already, you know, losing the three games at the start of the season, everyone looked and went, that's it. Arsenal are done. You've lost those three games and you've lost against City. They are four of your seven losses for the season. Mm. I think you're having a remarkable season. And I think the signings that he's bringing in are incredible. And actually, the biggest thing for me is a manager... You look at managers, right? And they have that moment. They have that that moment where they turn around and where you turn around, and you go, "That's my manager," and he made the decision to send Bamiang, not for a fee. He yeah. sent. Him, he just got rid. I don't want him. Yeah, okay. He scored for Barcelona. Barcelona are playing in a league that, to be honest, I don't really rate anyway. But what I'm saying is, he made that decision, and I think if he'd have made that decision, you went on a on a, on a losing run. There's murmurs. For him to back himself, as a manager, you've got to be able to back yourself and make the decisions and stand by those decisions. I think you're reaping it. I really do think you're reaping the benefits of that at the moment. And I think it will show come the end of the season. I I honestly can't see past you for fourth. I I can't. I'm not just saying that because, Albert, you're a very good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. I look at the fixtures you've got. People are saying the Liverpool game's huge, but people need to remember, Liverpool are attacking on four fronts at the moment. Yeah, This is where you're going to see if Liverpool are the real, real, real deal. If they can go on and win the quadruple, if they can go on and absolutely smash it, the squads that they've got, they're going to have to utilise it the correct way. Now, I'm not yeah. saying they'll rest players against Arsenal, but what I'm saying is, this is what this is where managers like Klopp earn their money. This is where you look at managers like Klopp and go, yeah, he's a good manager. This is where it takes him to be a great manager. So, yeah. You're you're in a pretty good situation here. Form is on your side, as you said. You know, one one loss in how many was it? Sorry,
2: one mm. loss in ten. I think
4: that's, that's, this is the time of the season. You need those stats. Yeah, this is the time to see. This is the business end of the season. So, I, I think I think the team you've got the 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 spine the spine going up that team is incredible. Hartley yeah. starting to look decent now. He's a beast. He's a, he's he's a rock. It's this summer. This summer is going to be huge for you. If you do make the Champions League, which I do think you will, I don't think you have to worry about attracting the players anymore. Champions League is a big earner. People want to play in the Champions League. I'll be very interested to see who he looks at in the summer. But in my eyes, I honestly think Arteta's already already knows who he's looking for in the summer. I really do. I really do. So, So it's one of them. It's one of them. I think you've got two young players, three young players there already that are going to absolutely tear the Premier League to pieces. But. Dare I say, and I hate saying it, but it's a really good time to be an Arsenal fan. It really is, completely. completely. It is at the
0: moment, no. It just big up to people in the chat. Send them an the FC. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, is is Saka not a good choice then? If it's one of the one of the choices for PFA in the year, but good shout to be fair about Conor Gallagher because he's been excellent for Crystal Palace. He's been superb.
4: Do you not do you not I worry think. about Conor Gallagher though that he'll go back to Chelsea and just fall into I, to, into the I, UV. I hope
0: he, I hope he doesn't. I honestly hope he doesn't go back. I honestly hope he doesn't. He's got to leave. He's got oh, to leave, hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, sediment FC, I love you, man. I love your one, your one, your quick Like keep coming, bro. Keep coming, bro. But um, yeah, guys. Last thing I'm gonna ask you is, I'm gonna kick off. I'm gonna kick. I'm gonna kick off because I don't think you guys will pick this. This person. Well, I hope you don't. Anyway, um, who's been your form player in the Premier League in recent weeks, straight months that has caught your eye? Hashtag non Arsenal. Hashtag non Manchester United. Um, I didn't want to go for an obvious one um i'm gonna go for he's currently playing in the side i think they're unbeaten in 13 um best running over 10 years in the premier league and that's ryan fraser at newcastle um when they got him i actually thought he's a good signing for newcastle now i know when he left bournemouth um there was a bit of a cloud and he didn't obviously want to sign a contract and you know there was risk of injury because of covid and he didn't want to play a pack so eddie Howe left him out i think apparently but um I Know John Sinclair will be the best person to speak because he sees you Carl, so we can... Oh, he her.
4: is the happiest man <laughs> on the top. honestly. Right? If anybody is having a bad day, if I tell this everyone, yeah. go and watch John Sinclair. Yeah. Oh my god, he's just yeah, so love, love happy.
0: John. John's, John's, John's knowledge is brilliant, particularly with Serie A football as well. Love Fantastic, him, but um, oh yeah, big up to Doug in the chat if you're still there, man. Much, much love to Doug as well, man. Liverpool fan, top guy as well, but um. Yeah, Fraser, I thought, was a good signing. I really did. I know the Newcastle fans, when they first got him, they were not impressed with what they saw. Um, But in the resurgence under Eddie Howe, and I thought, Eddie Howe going, I thought, you know what? Get Callum Wilson playing, but obviously the injuries with him has just been awful in his career, to be fair. Um, Get him in there. Big opportunity to manage Newcastle. He'll get Ryan Fraser playing. He will. And I think he's been exceptional for them. Probably would like, I think should have more goals for the position that he plays in. But um, I just think he's been instrumental. He's been fantastic for the games I've seen him with that Newcastle played. And I think he's obviously been a positive light in terms of them being in, you know, like I said, their best run in the Premier League, I think over 10, 11 years. Is it 13 games unbeaten now? Eddie Howes doing wonders at the moment. Um, if Chris would start scoring, they'll go, they'll go even further up the table. But for me, my choice, Ryan Faiz, I think he's been excellent. Even with, with Arsenal a few years ago. He was doing that well at Bournemouth. So, fair play to him, man. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to come to...
4: I'm going to come to Dan. Who's... Dan,
0: who would be your player pick for oh, I'm you? I'm really
4: glad I couldn't choose United because I'm going to choose Fred. I think he's been exceptional. <laughs> um, no, I, th- I think a player that I've really enjoyed watching this season and I think has, has had a decent season. Um, I really like Matty Cash at Villa. I, Good I really like him. Great I really show. like Mat- Matty show. Cash. And, um, Great show. I, 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 he's, he's, he provides so much going forward, but he's also quite solid at the back. Um, he's, he's starting to bring assists and goals into his game a lot more now, and I just think it's going to be a big couple of seasons for him now because he got obviously got the move to Villa. It's taken him a year or two to get in, but he just looks mm. so on the ball. And I mean, any right back looks decent when you've got Wamba Saka. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, re, I really like Matty Cash. I think he's decent. I really like him.
0: It's a good shot. I think apparently he can play for. I think Poland, I he's, he's, already, he's already yeah, done.
4: It. He's done. Yeah, he's Poland. mate. Yeah. Done everything. Yeah. No, Dan
0: that's, a, Dan, that's a top shot. Matty Cash has been excellent for a couple of years at Villa. Um, I think they got him for about. Oh, I think when they, I asked Chris at the time, Villa fan, I think he said about 15 million, 16 million, I think it was. That's a bargain. Absolute yeah. bargain. He's been brilliant, Matty Cash. A great shout, Dan. I'm going to come to Keith, mate. What player's caught your eye, mate? Who's been doing the bits for you?
5: Right, I was going to mention Phil Foden after he smashed one Basaki yesterday and made him look an absolute. Cool. Um, but then I thought, no, I just, like when I played.
4: Oh my god! Sorry, I just watched Foden just absolutely <laughs> destroy him. And I was just like, get up, man! Get up! Foden was everywhere yesterday. Yeah. Foden's mm. two foot five.
5: I know he was fighting like his mum after the oh. Khan fight. Um, yeah. But then.
4: This is Foden. This is Rambasaka. Oh,
2: that was embarrassing. That was, it really was. seriously was. embarrassing.
4: But God, God, God,
0: a
5: God, God, it. God, God, God. Um, but then, like, when I used to play, I was pr- primarily a right right winger and occasionally a, a right fullback. And then the wing-back thing came in. So I always look at wing-backs. And I'm a huge Trent fan. And I was looking at, like, he's just been amazing. Especially yeah, after yeah. last season with yeah. the Euros and everything. But then, it's not him. I've kind of gone for somebody a little bit underrated, somebody you wouldn't think of, very, very similar to Ryan Fraser. Jared Bowen. Good shout. Mm. Great yeah. shout. Watching That's him good, play, good. he Great is shout. so direct. And he's, he's not a prolific goal scorer, but he's scored eight and assisted eight this season already. Mm-hmm. Very 28 good. games. Very good. And I very just, good. I'd never even heard of the guy until he scored in the free all against us last season. When he just literally just walked it in, I was like, "Who the hell is this bloke?" And I've watched yes. him a little bit this season, and I really, really like him. So he's he's the one for me, especially recently. And it looks like the injury he got against Liverpool is
0: not looks that serious. Bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Keith, that's funny you mentioned Jared Bowen because he was again rumor. I would say probably what two years, two three years ago, and the Arsenal fans are in oh, uproar. That that there was. Oh, why are we looking at players from whole City? Yeah. Exactly. And, and look, you it's take a chance. Right. There's some decent players in the championship. So, Keith, big yeah. shout, man. Big shout. Let me go to the chat quickly. Great shout again, Jacob Ramsey at Villa. Very, very promising. Mm. Um, Let me come to Lottie Van Totti.
1: <laughs> uh, do you know what? I had, I had to have a long think about this. I was yeah. going to go for someone like Cancelo because I absolutely adore Cancelo. Oh, I brilliant. adore Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think they're brilliant. But... I've gone some of, for someone really different. In the last eight games, he's scored four, got an assist. Um, I haven't Obviously, I caught some of him in the Euros playing for Scotland, but I'm going for Che Adams. Sure. I think he's last few yeah. weeks, he's had a brilliant, brilliant few games. I know oh, me, yeah. me and you, Albert, me and RJ, we've had conversations, yep. getting him in an Arsenal chat. And it's
0: the playing base, second it?
1: striker. He's a bit yeah. rough around the edges, but I think with some more time, he could be even better than he's doing now, to be fair.
0: No, I like the guy, I like the fact you guys, good shout, Lottie, that you've gone for not obvious ones and yeah, great. Like, Matty Cash, Ryan Fraser, you know what I mean? Chey Adams, um, RJ, going to come to you. What about you, my friend?
3: Now, this was probably going to be too obvious. (laughs) Same player, that one player I've been so impressed with and I really hope and I'm not gonna lie, I would like to sign him, but I don't. I don't think his his club will sell him to us. He plays alongside your friend Che Adam. Roger. Yeah, I yeah. think he's,
1: happy. Yeah. he's. I almost picked him as well.
0: He is too good. He is too good. The way he he's been he's been mentioned in the chat as well a couple of times. It. Yeah, yeah. I even see that. But
3: shout out to whoever mentioned him. But <laughs> listen, the other day, and I've seen so many so many goals from them this season. But the one for me in the FA Cup the other day... Yes, West
0: Ham. Yeah, we could go. We could go. I
3: just, I just said to myself, but we need to go and get this guy. This guy for me, I think he can do what we need. Personally. If we're not... If Lacazette ain't trying to sign, get this guy. I don't care what Chelsea say. And I know we get <laughs> peed off, fine players from Chelsea. It's not the right one. But this, or, guy, listen,
0: but this guy, get, it's different. It's different.
3: Exactly. He's the answer. He's young. He's energetic. He could hold the ball up. Be strong. He could do anything. And just I, to me, he just looks like the perfect replacement for Lacazette. But that's just my opinion. No, no.
0: You can come at shot. me if you don't agree. <laughs> but
2: yeah, <You laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a, a great
0: shot. And G, you're gonna close the show. Who's, who's, who's your player, mate?
2: You know what? Like to be honest, all the ones that I would have picked have gone. <laughs> 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 but having said that, having said that, you know what? There's a couple of players that I think for me kind of deserves shout outs and it will be a little bit controversial, but um, I think in recent weeks, uh, well, first of all, I think Crystal Palace having a good season under Vieira. Um, I think Wilfred Zaha in recent weeks has upped his game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I've got a lot of respect for him because I know he gets his stick and he gets flack, but, you know, for a player of his ability, you know, with the kind of contract that he signed and, and the noises of teams being interested in him, I think he's remained somewhat professional um and, and put in performances with, with Palace. I think Coutinho has had um, an instant impact oh, at yeah. Villa. He's come in. I think there were a lot of question marks about, you know, can he still do it in the Prem? But he, he's chipped him in a couple of goals and assists. um But yeah, in terms of, in terms of one kind of like standout player, I think, you know, I'm going to go back to what Dan said about players that win you trophies. You kind of need players that, you know, give you 7 out of 10 each week week in week out and there's always a player that I've always admired and that's James Ward-Prowse from Southampton yeah, yeah.
5: He, he's
2: he's he's just a he's just a phenomenal professional he just goes out week in week out does his job he doesn't always get the headlines but uh-huh. he gives you a 7 out of 10 week in week out and if there was a player other than the ones that have been mentioned that Arsenal could sign it would definitely be him because boy he's got a, Wicked set piece on him as well. I tell you what,
4: I'll save you some money. I'll drive Fred. up (laughs) I'll I'll drive him there. Save your money. Don't worry about it.
1: All right, you can keep him. (laughs) You (laughs) can keep him. Apparently, he can play ball. He's good good good. enough for United. He's good.
4: Fuel, fuel is going through the roof at the moment. I won't even charge you fuel, right? I'll put that in my pocket. (laughs) I'll save save your petrol. Keep him.
0: You
3: need on that bridge,
1: Yeah. Oh RJ, is the, is the, do you know if the warranty's run out the warranty's
0: yet? Out, it? The warranty's gone, isn't it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know,
4: I think it's still got another two and a half years on it, I think,
0: from what i am done. You're funny. No, guys, <laughs> you know, people in the chat, people in the chat, thank you. People in the chat, thank you for your interaction. You're fantastic. Um, absolutely brilliant. But people, if you don't know what to do by now, it's been a while, you should know what to do. And there you have it. People subscribe away and smash the like button and follow my esteemed guest on their Twitter hands on the screen. I'm going to shout one player, it's the obvious one, because I just obviously they mentioned these stats yesterday. Riyad Mahrez has been phenomenal. 21 yeah. goals this season and seven assists. He's got six in seven in the Champions League. He's got 21 goals this season. Yeah, he's got 10. He's got double figures in the Premier League. He's got 21 this goals this comps? season in all comps. Yeah. <laughs> it's superb yeah that's it's, phenomenal. it is phenomenal yeah fantastic but um people in the chat again thank you get your virtual waves in because we are gonna leave the albert JTV practice and you know refurbish the red carpet for another show another time but i want to thank my amazing panel um for being fantastic human beings firstly um, and being incredible friends and family as i like to call you guys um so yeah the last week of my, the gray hairs are coming for a bit more but it's all good, man. Listen, I've had far more worse of things in life happen, believe me, than my having a Twitter account. <laughs> let's, let's be honest about it. But right, um, no, um, guys, tell the people where they can find you. Starting with my amazing northwest bestie Lottie. I'm gonna do with Lottie Angie because obviously you have to big up pan and chatter and the family. Them, you know what I mean. Come on. <laughs> To plug your no. channel, people. Go you start Lottie.
1: <laughs> I can come find me tomorrow night at half past seven UK time. I am doing a review of the women's game, which we won 4 2, which was brilliant. Um, and also you can follow me on my handle, which was on the screen, which is Lottie
0: well, let me underscore b
1: two t's and two i's. Um, and obviously, I'm a, come and find us on Canon Chat. Come check out our content,
0: of course. People, don't ever think about it. Like I say, go and do it.
1: G Talks my
0: guy, man Yeah, man,
2: listen, no, thank you for having me on, man
1: Absolute
0: yeah.
2: pleasure to come on your channel As always um, Yeah, follow me at G Talks Arsenal I'm G and I talk Arsenal, so it's kind of You know, it does what it says <laughs> does what it says on the tin um, <coughs> But yeah, um, tomorrow night, as you said We do have a 7.30 uh, uh, Ladies, Arsenal ladies show At 9 o'clock, we also have the Review of the Watford game um, And we might have some little news for you as well So tune oh. in to tomorrow night's show Good. I
0: will, we will, do
2: oh, be very,
1: it's really, really, really good news. Good. Can't wait good. to tell everybody. Good,
0: No, of course, of course. Keith, my bro, I mean that, that beautiful hotel. The Wi-Fi held up, man. You've done well, but I'm proud of you, Keith. Man. Do you know
5: what? <laughs> it wasn't even the Wi-Fi. I put my phone on and i switched Wi-Fi off of my phone. And I've got 5G and it's been absolutely crystal since then. So that's the way forward. Nice. Um yes. Albert, thank you so much for having me on, mate. Um really appreciate it and it's it's lovely to share the screen with all these wonderful, wonderful people. Um, But if anyone wants to find me, you can find me on Twitter, at um, the Mad Rambling one, or if you want to find me on YouTube, you can find me at Mostly Arsenal, where I sometimes talk about Arsenal, and I sometimes talk about teenagers doing dumb shit, um, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I swear a lot though, so people That's all right. But thank you.
0: Keith, uh, let me pick up Keith, much love for that fantastic content about you and Wright. For that that, good, that, good. that that yeah, hundred yes. percent for the for the older generation and the younger generation, absolutely pinpoint. So, um, Keith, much love to you, man, and fantastic content. Cheers, um, my guy, man, the regular RJ. I have to apologize because I didn't put you in the in the title guy on the bottom of the screen because you are a co-founder of Weekly Surgery, so I don't need to put you in there because we know that you're gonna we can see your figure on the screen anyway. So, <laughs> RJ, my bro, listen, you listen. We've had many, many chats. Um, he was one of the first people to call me when things were really going dad. So uh, I appreciate it, man. Um, and yeah, tell the people where they can find you, man.
3: Listen, man, you're, you're my brother. all family here. This is what we do. Support each other through tough times. And we always look out for each other. We're soldiers out here, you know? We're all yeah, big 100%, 100%. families. Especially this Man United dude. Four one <laughs> Anyway, listen. Uh you want to check me out, I'm over here in the surgery, <laughs> the, and the boys. Shout out to everybody, of course. Sorry, Dad. And of course, check out my channel at Ryan Williams ASC. And my Twitter is at RJ There we have it.
2: Yeah. Ryan so couldn't help himself, could he? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I couldn't. It's <This laughs> taking no? so much free from my United fans to see. I can't, man. Yeah.
0: Someone <laughs> has to get. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Dad, <laughs> my, <laughs> Dan, my, <laughs> Dan, my bro. Um, once again, thank you, man. Like, listen, one one person I have to thank actually. If he's probably, not, he's probably in bed, I was not surprised. He's on every podcast on the bloody Arsenal. Dan Potts from, um you know, same on Arsenal and Lee Judges TV. If Dan's given me the opportunity, to, in, definitely in regard to networking, hundred percent because that's how I've met Dan and and many other people. Chris the Villa fan, Jude, um, Mick from the Liverpool fan, loads of people. And Dan, love you to pieces, man. Um, Tell so the people where they can find you and your amazing channel with the grasshoppers thing and visiting grands up and down the UK. And me and RJ are gonna do the locals. We're gonna do Sutton, we're gonna do flipping. Well, I may sound a bit far, but Sutton will definitely do and Dallish Hamlet, Dunlish Hamlet will do. Dunlish Hamlet will definitely do. But Dan, love you to bits, man. Where can people find you?
4: Well, they can find me at Curry's tomorrow trying to cash in my <laughs> bloody fridge that I can't see. <laughs> so I should be there between four-ish and five-ish. I'm not sure what time they, uh, they're open so I've got work first. Um, no. <laughs> if, you, if you don't laugh at it, then what are you going to do? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, yeah, it's no, true. You, start, it's, um, you can find me at Football1. Uh, spreading the ground off in WordBerry. Uh, if you're going to be going out there and looking at some, uh, some things that people wouldn't really be looking at normally, go and do it. And just remember, guys out there watching, without grassroots football, there is no football. So make yeah, sure you know, support those local teams and, and that money behind the yeah. bar with them Goes
0: a long, long way. And uh yeah, glazes eight. Like, what? Oh, sorry, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, mate. Of course, my bro. But now people, much love to you. People go and follow my my amazing football community on the channel, um, and the Twitter handles. Um, yeah, it's um Albert JTV, your regular host. Um, it's good to be back, even though I've not really been away that long, to be fair, and um Yeah, like I said, big up to um, Casey and Sophie from Hybrid Squad for an an amazing life story, which I did last week. Wow. Um, And Thank you guys for the feedback. It was amazing. Um, Kevin's brilliant and love Sophie to pieces. Um, Big up to Amanda yesterday on Same old Arsenal as well. Um, Thank you for having me on for the post-match. Love you to pieces and thank you for having me on. And yeah, people, the surgery in Southeast London is closed for tonight, but people... Uh, much love. Like I said, smash the like button. That is Albert JTV over and out. Hashtag episode seven. Good night, people. <laughs>